Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another bonus episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year and the Thanksgiving spirit alive once a year, or at least we'll raise the Thanksgiving spirit from the grave once a year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom Turkey. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Can't believe it's here already. It's insane. It really is. How, what, uh, you know, what are you thankful for this year? Thankful for a lot of stuff this year. Thankful we're doing episodes in a normal cadence, right? We're not living in the land of COVID anymore, which means family Thanksgiving felt like normal again. Because last year, even though people were there, still felt weird. Thankful to be with you guys. Well, I'm thankful for you guys too. I'm also thankful that we survived 246 years as a democracy. I mean, we had a good run. But, you know, I mean, whatever, the experiment had to end eventually, right? What are you thankful for, Tom? I'm thankful that my family is here to celebrate with me. The only person who was not able to make it is my grandma. So we've got my whole family here for Thanksgiving. And that is wonderful. That is wonderful. I'm I'm also thankful that we got two amazing legacy sequels and the Santa Clauses and A Christmas Story Christmas, which have both at least partially aired by now. And we know they're amazing because we watched them all already. Right, guys? And we have all of our worries were for nothing. That's a bold statement. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am also thankful for each and every one of our patrons. And speaking of patrons, I would like to start off with our gratitude by thanking Lee, who joined recently, and Matt, who joined uh, this month. Thank you for your support. Thank you. Well, thank you, guys. I'm also thankful for the fact we are knee-deep in Hallmark Christmas movies and Christmas content on TV and Christmas decorations and everything. Because even though it is Thanksgiving, and I do wish there was slightly more Thanksgiving content out there, which we can talk about when we get into tonight's movie, I uh, <laughs> I do, I am also glad there's not, because it just means an extra month of Christmas. We did want to do something special for our listeners, and instead we did this. <laughs> I mean, I I vote next year. I know it's not your favorite movie, but I mean, The Wizard of Oz we've talked about is a Thanksgiving staple in America. (laughs) I thought we'd just cover this next year rather than go to Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving 3. Because tonight, we are covering the 2007 American slasher film, Thanksgiving. 
Now I'm going to give a proper plot synopsis real quick, and then I'm going to throw it to Tom to give his, because I've been waiting for his all day, because I just knew in the back of my mind he had to have one. So, a possessed turkey terrorizes five college students during Thanksgiving break. That's about all there is. A de- 17th century dead turkey came back to life and decided to start killing people for no reason whatsoever. So thanks killing. Um, <laughs> let's do our quick histories real fast. Uh, I've heard about this movie for a long time. I had never actually seen it, though, until I watched it for this podcast. I bought it on Voodoo Sight Unseen for three bucks um, because I had heard tons of stuff about it like it's so bad it's good it's just can't be fun if you just want to watch it with a lot you know with a group of friends like with drinks or whatever you could get a lot of enjoyment out of it i did not watch it with a group of friends i did not watch it with a drink i watched a stone cold sober did i regret that decision we'll find out what did y'all think about it what's your histories uh i think this one came up this one's come up in previous years, I think, here on the podcast. Somebody I think it initially Tom suggested it in the past. Well, I think I suggested did, it as a joke. I thought it was made up. Whoever is the one that suggested it, I was like, they just came, they just came up with that off the top of their head. That's not a real thing. And then Ron Hogan has weighed in once or twice on, oh, you should see the sequels. Um <laughs> So it is a real thing. Um, saw it for the first and last time today. Also was sober. Also was not in a group. Um, <laughs> you, I think you got to be drunk off your A to really appreciate this movie. Or high or something. Or somebody with the mental acumen to vote for Ryan Waters. For... <laughs> so more than half of the population of Oklahoma. If you <laughs> listeners couldn't tell... We're recording this election <laughs> night as the results are trickling in. Uh, I've seen this movie. I saw it probably sometime around 2007 or 2008, back during my love of campy horror. So let's talk about that for a second, because there is campy horror I love. And then there's whatever this is. Like, a lot of horror to me is good when it's campy. But I don't know what this is. I think they knew from the get-go it was just going to be bad and they just leaned into it mm-hmm. but it was bad in a way that wasn't even that fun agree no i mean at some point we will compare it to its closer cousin the campiest thing we've covered as well on mm-hmm. the podcast and they did it well it, yes they did Weller. do it well but it it, it is very <laughs> funny looking back to us <laughs> holding that up as a pillar of campiness done well when we uh tore that one apart when we first covered it how five years have changed us oh yes how jaded we've become no how we've cast off the jaded cloak come to appreciate (laughs) we we just didn't know the depths of stuff we would cover honestly that's the problem so somehow in five years, this is only our third Thanksgiving movie we've covered after Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and Turkey Drop. That's right. It's just a shame. We, I was talking off mic listeners. We should have covered The Wizard of Oz. Mm. We should have covered the really the second Peanuts Thanksgiving special, which I don't love nearly as much as the first one, but would have been better than this. Is that where they're all on the boat? They're on the Mayflower. Oh. Yeah. 
that one's such a bummer when it comes on after there there is one that i have i just knew found out about for the first time last year and it was on voodoo for five dollars too i learned about it through advent calendar house it's a muppet thanksgiving but not the muppets it's called a thanksgiving tale t-a-i-l or t-a-l-e t-a-l-e okay a uh turkey with bad eyesight moves to the big city to make it on broadway uh and accidentally moves in with a bunch of homeless cats who want to eat him and a bunch of homeless dogs outside decide to like try to they don't like the cats so to really screw over the cats less than helping the turkey they want to help the <laughs> they want to rescue the turkey. <laughs> that sounds like a gym it's like half an hour all for that it's on Voodoo. You should definitely watch it with the kids. It's Muppets. I love that. So we had a lot of content, yet we chose this one. Will we ever revisit the sequel? Who knows? Because there's not a lot of Thanksgiving content. But this will be easy to run through the cast and credits because none of these people really have anything to their name. So this is directed by Jordan Downey. It was written by five people. Five people wrote this 70-minute movie. Brad Schultz, Tony Wilson, Grant Yaffe, Kevin Stewart, and Jordan Downey. And it stars Natasha Cordova as Allie, Lindsay Anderson as Kristen, Lance Predmore as Johnny, Aaron Carlson as Billy, Ryan Francis as Darren, General Bastard as Oscar, Jordan Downey does Turkey's voice. And yes, it's Turkey with an I-E. That's his name. And it stars Chuck Lamb as Sheriff Roud. Now, Chuck Lamb is known as the dead body guy around Hollywood because he's notable for playing dead people in film and television. Like bodies, just bodies. So. Is it perhaps because he lacks the acumen to... Perform a character with speaking <laughs> words and body movements? That's quite possible. I think you forgot a very important member of this cast. Yes, por- porn star Wanda Lust plays a naked pilgrim at the beginning of the film. Not where I was going with that. Uh, I was going to say Troy Smith, the special effects makeup guy who did oh. this so realistic looking turkey. This turkey. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember, I, I, I just wanted to scream at the TV, do you remember on Arrested Development when they're all pretending to be chickens and Michael's like, and they're like doing all the weird chicken stuff and Michael's like, have any of you ever actually seen a chicken? Have you ever actually looked at a turkey, dude? Because this is not what a turkey looks like. Well, in defense of Troy Davis... This turkey has been dead for 500 years and has uh, been necromanced. I'm not defending the turkey. I'm just trying to defend this guy who created the turkey. <laughs> he did makeup and special effects for, he did not do uh, Thanks Killing 2, but he did do Thanks Killing 3. He also did Critters, so, Bounty Hunter, and Dead Woman's Hollow. There is no Thanks Killing 2. There's a Thanks Killing 3, and they know how bad the movie is because they did that's a joke. They skipped right over two and went right to three. Oh, that's funny. The three is actually the second one. Now, when they made this film, no one wanted to distribute it at first, so they just sold the DVD on Amazon, and it took over a year to sell 1,000 copies. But it became a cult classic, and Kickstarter 
they got money for kicks from a bunch of loyal fans for the sequel. So compare that to a recent movie that just came out that got tons of buzz, Terrifier 2. Mm. They did the first one on a very low budget. Fans kickstarted the second one, and the second one has been a runaway success with critics and fans and been making millions in theaters on like a $200,000 budget. Thanksgiving never took off that way. Never quite got there. (laughs) Shocker. I mean, maybe, I guess there's something about a killer turkey versus a killer clown. I don't know. But this movie was shot in 11 days. That makes sense, too. Yes. And the opening scene, which we were about to talk about, was shot without a permit in a public park with a head hand cam that they shot really quickly before they got kicked out of the park. <laughs> so, little backstory. So this film, st- well, let's dive in. This film starts in on Thanksgiving in 1621. And it starts out with a close-up of a giant naked boob. Right off the bat. So it's just a close-up of a boob. And... And Anthony just said, I am in. I was I was in my office at work. Oh, no. I had it up on this on one of my screens. I was typing away and I look over and it's just a boob on my laptop. And I'm like, X out of this and watch it later. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I believe I warned everybody that this movie was had gratuitous nudity. I expected it to be like nudity in any other film where it's not a giant close-up filling the whole screen and it's something that could have easily like, I don't know. And but Anthony, that's like the movies you usually watch in your office at work. <laughs> this is not tasteful, I suppose. That's the word, I guess. The number <laughs> of times they use derogatory terms for women's breasts in the first three minutes is five, in case anybody's wanting. so so yeah this first scene (laughs) and in retrospect knowing it's a public park it looks like a public park uh yes tom um i should say they use derogatory terms for women's breast four times they use it one time in reference to one of the characters so this pilgrim is being played by a porn star she's blonde for some reason she has her blouse open she's running through what's clearly a modern day public park that's never explained. She's, Why is this well, pilgrim running through a public park? Talk with her blouse open? But the course uh, it's still on. Uh, I feel I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a period com, co, complaint here. Puritans would not have worn corsets. Correct. Well, you think well, you don't think. We don't think, but somebody going into this blind having no idea what the premise of this movie is may think she's being chased by a guy like perhaps an assaulter or like you know but no it's an evil demonic turkey carrying a tomahawk which he uses to kill her after he comments on her naked breasts multiple times uh the first one he only says one thing about her now tom you already mentioned that this turkey doesn't look like a real turkey. So, Julia and Tom, describe for our listeners what this turkey actually looks like. It looks like what a turkey would look like if you put its head through a meat grinder. <laughs> it's like um, Insult the Comic Dog, you know? He is a rubber puppet. <laughs> it's like Insult the Comic Dog, but a turkey. Because, like, 
he's also not a great puppet, but he's so funny. It's like, who even cares? Right. But this is like a version of that. And it's unsettling, especially the whiteness of his beak. That is not the color of a turkey beak. Turkey faces (laughs) are typically blue. And did you notice the distinctive waddle missing from the turkey's nose? Yes. Just so everyone knows, that dangly thing is called a wattle. Mm -hmm. W-A-T-T-L-E. We learned something. I had always called it a gobbler until I studied turkey anatomy today. To uh, so I could understand because it just looks so the the turkey looks so off to me. Mm-hmm. So this was not supposed to be the opening scene. This is supposed to be oh. the second scene in the movie, as scripted. The it was supposed to feature a big the first Thanksgiving dinner between the pilgrims and the Native Americans, but they didn't have the time or the budget for it, so they just went right into the action. Okay, so this was the past. This was the past. And it wasn't like cosplaying some <laughs> pilgrim woman. Would have made more sense in the context of the story, I think. Yeah, really would have. But we quickly cut to the present. It's college, it's Thanksgiving break, and we get maybe the five biggest stereotypes we have ever covered on this show. We get the jock, the redneck. Fat friend. Yeah. The fat friend redneck. Yeah. The nerd. The the promiscuous one. And the good girl. The good girl. The virgin in horror movies, right? Because every horror movie needs the virgin. Correct. And they used real college students, apparently. I guess they were friends of the director. And you can tell because these kids did not have any acting chops um, at all that redneck kid looked 45 the nerd looked 45 and I, the, it was so odd for me like this whole interaction at the beginning why are they friends they're not all in the same uh, friend group no absolutely not and within two seconds of meeting this group for some reason Allie who is a promiscuous one flashes them all and the jock is like hey, look at my muscles, nerd. Like, sweet, aren't they? And I'm like, well, what's going on here? What did Jock do in this situation? <laughs> yeah, that they, made no sense. And then the, the <laughs> nerd just starts groping his arm. Yeah. And, like, licking his lips. Yeah. Blah. So were they implying the nerd was gay? No, he's very much not, lady. Lately. Oh, yeah, he is not. You're right. He's not, because later on... I think he's the one who has that wonderfully should have won an Academy Award, the line where he says, I may have lost my parents, but I gained a girlfriend. Anyway, I guess the five of them live in the same mm. town because they all decided to leave for Thanksgiving break together. But and they the all co- go to college the same place, like five hours away. I mean, I could let that is the least egregious thing about this movie, because I've seen that in a million movies and TV shows. That car overheats on the way home. So mm-hmm. rather than call, if this was 2007, AAA existed, tow trucks existed. Oh, yeah. Why would they need a tow truck when they can just sleep it off and the car will be fine in the morning? Yeah, they decide to camp in the middle of the forest. And I guess there is an urban legend of Feathercloud, who was a Native American shaman who 
was dishonored by the pilgrims, including one of Billy's ancestors. And, you know, he got got so angry, he used dark magic and performed necromancy to create Turkey with an IE, the Turkey with an EY, who legend has it appears every 500 years to slaughter all, all the Caucasians five, he encounters. Five. My gosh. 505, you're right. It was not five. Now, I must ask, because out of the three of us, Julia, and- I think you are the least familiar with most horror. Like you, yes, like you, always. Yeah. So compared to Scream and Halloween and the horror we have watched on this show for Halloween, when you heard at this point, which is only like 10 minutes into the movie, mm-hmm. and he's telling this story, did you find a new appreciation for the good horror we have covered? And even like oh, the mid horror we covered? Yes, absolutely. It, yeah. <laughs> Horror is not so easy. It can descend really badly and quickly into campy cliches. It can. But I must ask, Tom, what did you think of this story? I thought it was ridiculously stupid the way they introduced it. This nerd, <laughs> just, this nerd just happens to know all of the mythos around this turkey in a random wooded area between his house and college and knew the exact date that the that the turkey died so because they say let me guess it's been 505 years right and he's like nope we'll be in 45 minutes like it's a lot of knowledge it's dumb it was also a really stupid way stupid way that the that the turkey came to life i was about to say i was about to say it's the story was dumb but it's not as dumb as how he's resurrected how does that happen wait didn't she talk to her dad before this we missed the whole dad scene Yes, so explain Which what happens very important. To her. <laughs> her dad, we, we see her dad, and, and what we learn is her stepmom, randomly at home, dad's drinking coffee, he starts cussing and talking about how awful the, the coffee is, and he said, what'd you do, take a, a crap in the coffee? And she slams down the coffee pot, and there are two turds in it, and she's like, yes, I I want a divorce. <sighs> like, what? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> If you... Then she's talking to her dad, and he's like, "I'll be home for us." He's like, "Drive carefully," and uh, as they're hanging off, your stepmom left me. Bye, sweetie. Oh my god! It, I mean, if you're going to, what a way to like end a marriage or quit a job with stuff like that. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. dumb. So dumb. So dumb. But this leads us to the turkey getting resurrected. Uh, So apparently there's a hermit in this wooded area named Oscar that has a dog. And this dog takes a piss on a miniature totem pole. Mm -hmm. And by, I guess, ruining it, desecrating it, it releases Turkey from whatever afterlife he was in. And Turkey turkey kills a dog. Kills a dog character i was most invested in in this movie (laughs) and he he runs off to the woods and scares Kristen, who immediately tells the others about him and they don't believe her they laugh at her until until what happens a baby bunny flies out of the sky and lands in the fire and one of them says oh cute bunny you think it's okay 
Yeah, clearly pecked to death. Uh, it was no, it wasn't pecked to death. It was vivisected, and its innards were removed, and the nerd <laughs> could tell it was a turkey beak that did it. It was a beak, but not just any beak. It was a turkey beak. <laughs> okay, okay. So there's for some reason Turk he throws his rabbit into the campfire, but he doesn't attack them that night because the next day. Turkey flags down a car for a ride and sexually propositions the guy. No, the guy driving it sexually propositions him. A turkey. A turkey. Like how? And I guess Turkey is very insulted by this because he shoots the man in the head and hijacks his car. Yes. And at this point, I'm thinking how he can hold a firearm with just the wings. At this point. Well, no. Before this point, I'm thinking, what is it we are watching? But at this point, it becomes so absurd. I'm thinking to myself, I don't know. I look. You kind of alluded to it earlier, Julia, that it's closest, maybe cousin by association, step cousin, avuncular cousin that we've covered on this list so far would be Santa's sleigh. Definitely. But Santa's sleigh was funny. Missing. That's right. That's the difference. Santa Sleigh was funny, and it had characters I actually liked. And there was a there was a story arc that happened. It wasn't just random events thrown together. With yeah, even if it was it, ridiculous, it was, it was completely disconnected. Because after seeing her, I mean, they just all get together to go watch a movie and hang out. After the good girl sees her dad's face, dad's body dead, and his face skinned. Yeah, like what? Like what? None of the deaths mean anything. Nope. Uh, okay. Don't they have to mean something? Don't shouldn't deaths hurt a little bit? In a good like, horror the movie, they ones? should. Yeah. Well, the yes. other guy lost his mom and dad. Jock lost his mom and dad. But you know, I think it all happened for actually for a good reason because it brought us together. <laughs> I lost. I may have lost my parents, but I got a girlfriend. That's right. We we are skipping way way ahead here, but right. I will say last one last point on Santa Slay there, Julia, to add to what you're saying. I kind of wanted that Santa to show up and just put us out of our misery by murdering Turkey. <laughs> yeah, that's a showdown I would watch. So the all the kids get home and you know, Johnny tries to reconnect with his dad. I guess they have a bad relationship, but Turkey attacks him. They've had a bad relationship for two weeks. When he told him that he didn't get starting quarterback. (laughs) Honey, it's been two weeks. He's probably over it by now. He broke his leg, though. He broke his leg. And lost first string. What a dingus. Yeah. Um, But Johnny escapes, despite the fact Turkey kills his parents. That's right. And he catches up with his friends, except for Allie. Because Allie... After tearless crying in the Jeep on the way. Why is this happening? Yes. Can't conjure tears up, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's it's all good. Allie is uh reconnecting with her boyfriend Greg and they are getting down and dirty when uh Turkey walks in, slits Greg's throat, and somehow takes his place uh having sex with Allie without Allie noticing. This is horrifying. Well, I mean, I wouldn't expect everybody to notice. It was an extra small gravy-flavored condom the turkey was oh using. God. 
That is some health consciousness, though, for him to take the time knowing he is going to murder her to practice safe sex. Okay, so he's invincible. So there was no need for self-preservation. It's true. And the way he reveals himself to her, he says, damn, girl, you just got stuffed. Oh, Lord have mercy. And he yeah. breaks her neck. He breaks her neck. With and his wings. His wings are somehow his... strong enough to... Super powerful wing fingers. Keep in mind, bird bones are hollow. We've all broken a turkey wing off. It's not hard. They're not strong bones. Well, this turkey has like Native American magic wrapped up in him. He's a, he's undead. Oh so all their fr- all the friends find Allie, right? And they go back to Kristen's house to see... They look for a book in the dad's library. He must have a book on evil turkeys in here. He has all the books. Obviously. I'm sure he's got one about evil turkeys. But it's not dad. Dad is dead <laughs> because turkey and dad had dinner. <laughs> and we're talking. Dad was dressed like a turkey for some reason. It's Texas Chainsaw Massacre on a turkey body. Like, I don't even yeah. understand. Like... <laughs> Oh, but they were. Um, was he dressed as a turkey for the annual policeman's Thanksgiving ball? He was. <laughs> but, but he, I just turkey puts on a pair of those like Groucho Mark glasses and somehow fools the sheriff into sharing uh-huh. a snack with him. The yeah, sheriff, sheriff coffee, and he. This was an earlier time but they did use derogatory terms for different people mm-hmm. they used the f word they continually said things were gay mm-hmm. uh and at this point the dad calls the turkey oh i didn't know my daughter had a midget friend oh my gosh but he he kills the sheriff after mistaking the sheriff for a duck or something right he calls him a duck yeah and that was like the last straw he couldn't take it anymore so he kills him Peels his face off. Yeah, he says and wears horrible it. things about he wears says horrible like things mask. about wanting to kill people, and they never. That's the only thing they never hear him say. They'll always say what, and he'll say, "Oh, nothing. Never mind." Yeah, and the kids arrive and are tricked by Turkey wearing Sheriff's face. Only his face. He's not wearing some like tall body that makes him the same <laughs> height as her father. He is still turkey sized with a turkey and neck. She- and turkey feathers, and a turkey chest, and turkey legs, and feet, but her yeah, dad's he, face. Wait, he, doesn't have feet. he has talents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, did I ever tell you, if you can, you can go to Walmart in certain parts of town, Julia, mm-hmm. and they sell chicken feet? Yeah, use it to thicken soups and stuff. But the tags always say chicken paws. Oh, interesting. I got a picture of that somewhere. I'll send it to you, because I find it funny every time I see it. I've seen it before. Chicken paws. And never, are they called paws? No, they're called talons. Okay, interesting. So the kids, while they're being fooled, uh, Darren, the nerd, finds a book about evil turkeys because, haha, he had one. And it mentions they can kill the turkey by removing his talisman because he's wearing a talisman. Mm-hmm. And uh, something else, but it's written in code because it's not written flat out. It's written in code for some reason. Somehow it's a mathematical code from the 17th century. (laughs) But Billy (laughs) stumbles on Turkey getting rid of the body. 
<laughs> and while they succeed in getting the talisman, they run away. The uh, turkey gets away. So they end up cracking the code. And what's the missing link here, Jillia? How do they kill the turkey? How does the code say to kill the turkey? Um. So remove the talisman. They had to say that chant like backwards. Yeah, right? they have to Whatever say a demonic prayer backwards and yeah. burn him at the stake. Like burn a him witch. At the stake. Like a witch. That's right. Was it Burnham at the stake, the missing link? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so, for whatever reason, keep in mind, this was like three hours away. They chased the turkey outside, and our hillbilly loner who hates the turkey for killing his dog is there. And shoots (laughs) the turkey in the face. And thinks it's all said and done. They throw him in a trash can. They throw him in a trash can. Full of radioactive waste, which the they say, the which yeah. they say, oh, was that going to bring him back? Nah, that's only in movies. But of course, but it does. It brings him back, and he's glowing green. And he dispatches <laughs> the nerd. He dispatches the nerd. Pecks his heart out. His heart's very small. Like his heart well, looks very small. Well, but special be- effects budget he- is like what hundred bucks. Before he got the, <laughs> before he killed the nerd, he killed the overweight hick. Oh, right, correct. He, yeah, he pulled his... an alien. Yep. And he then stabs. he's got these. He's got these giant socks that have some sort of red liquid on them that I think are supposed to be intestines. But whoever was doing special effects on the dead body needs to get canned. Whoa, whoa, whoa! They In fairness. Were... Real Let's, proud of those guts because you see them like multiple times. This movie was made on with a measly $3,500. I guess tube socks must have added up for that or pantyhose. <laughs> That's what it looked like pantyhose. So Turkey ends up stabbing the jock with an electric knife. Mm. And, uh, yes. You know, Kristen ends up basically setting Turkey on fire with a flamethrower, like an air one of the aerosol flamethrowers, and you know, he burns to death. She's our final girl. Yep. While Johnny dies from the electric stab. Alas. Uh Oscar, the hobo hermit guy, the hermit, not the hobo. Oscar the hermit congratulates her as they eat the legs, Turkey's legs. And, you know, at the family Thanksgiving dinner later on, Turkey is a cooked turkey, and he comes to life and yells, do I smell a sequel? At the end. And we get a title card that says the sequel is going to take place in space, because they never intended to make a sequel, uh, and it does not take place in space. I was about to say, does it actually take place in space? Interesting. And that's our movie. There's not just one sequel. Just one. No. Oh, well. There are three Thanks Killings. Or is the sequel three? The sequel the is sequel three. Is that's three. a joke. Ah, they never made it two. Right. But there was a musical adaptation of this film oh. called Thanks Killing the Musical, which premiered in Seattle in 2013 and off Broadway at the Producers Club in 2014. We didn't need that. Nobody needed that. Nobody needed that. Couldn't have made it worse. Oh my gosh. So for the record, this film 
had a budget of thirty five hundred dollars. Its sequel, Thanks Killing Three, has a se- has a budget of one hundred and twelve thousand. So they really yeah. upped it a bit there. So that's Thanks Killing, and this is one of those movies I really wish we could have watched together as a group because I would have just been staring at Julia's face the entire time watching her reactions because the whole time I was watching this I was like this is definitely not a Julia movie not a me movie that's for sure (laughs) oh this was painful I mean it really was like thank god it was only 70 minutes and yet at the same time it felt much longer than 70 minutes it felt much much longer but yeah that's the movie so we do have a few is this a Thanksgiving movie it could not have happened had it not been for Thanksgiving. And at the end, we have all the Thanksgiving feels. <laughs> I want I want to go to your Thanksgiving dinner if that ending gave you Thanksgiving feels. <laughs> oh, gosh, this is terrible. Now, I, I while I was watching the ending, I was thinking to myself, oh, now I know why Tom and uh, Christine don't eat meat. Because look what happens when uh, <laughs> you have turkey at Thanksgiving. Oy, oy. Did it have a Linus moment? No. I I thought it did. I will say before we rank this here, I would. I If you want me to watch a sequel, put Goldberg's Santa in it and make it a Santa sleigh crossover and have those two go at it like Freddy and Jason did. Yeah. I'd watch that in a hot minute. But, <laughs> yeah. I'll be curious. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Julia... I'm going to ask you to kick us off here, even though I know what your answer is going to be on a scale of one to ten. That's a big fat goose egg. Um, Goose egg will not ever watch this again. Mm -mm. I am going to give it a point five. And it only earns that point five because, again, I can see under the right circumstances, if I'm with a group of people we've been drinking i could see how this could be ridiculous enough to get some enjoyment out of i i don't even think booze would do that because i it's just it's not like funny and it's so dumb it's so dumb that i don't even think booze would help i think the right group could help but you don't like adam sandler i do not but i rated every adam sandler movie higher than this i'm just saying i feel like I might watch it again if Adam Sandler and, and Booze are involved, because that would probably be a good time. Hey, all I will say is this is not the most embarrassing movie I own on Voodoo. Oh, really? I own I own Unaccompanied Minors. I own Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, don't, said, say, don't said, put I, Ernest in the I, same I, category I said, as this. I said what I said. <laughs> what is wrong? Fighting words. Anthony, who hurt you? <laughs> do you want the short list or the long there is that, no gives, short us, list. that gives us an average of 0.167 which puts that number three on our thanksgiving list under a charlie brown thanksgiving and under turkey trout as it should be i would be very curious so we know ron and jay have watched this in the past and got some enjoyment out of it it seemed i'd be curious to see what our other listeners who maybe have not seen it who we don't recommend seeing it, but if somehow you do end up watching it, I'd be curious to see what you think. Or if you've seen it in the past, what do you think? And where can they let sure. us know that? They can let us know that by going to linktree.com slash tis the podcast, where you'll find a link to our Facebook, Facebook group, 
Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit. But if you'd like more content and to engage with Tis the Podcast on a whole different level, Anthony, where can you do that? Patreon. And if you want another Thanksgiving episode, I did the Seinfeld Thanksgiving episode, Thanksgiving-ish episode with Jerry and Chuck, who are both Seinfeld fans. And even though Julie and Tom aren't fans, I think could probably agree Seinfeld was probably better than this. So give it a listen. That was a fun episode. And that will should be live by now, by the time you listen to this. So check it out. Seinfeld is better than this. Yes. Uh, yeah, I would watch every episode of Seinfeld as opposed to seeing this one more time. Yeah. So I'm very excited because in our main feeds, we're covering the Real Housewives of the North Pole next week on Monday. Yes, we are. And after that, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah, we are. I'm super excited about that one. I'm more excited for the one after that, uh, which is Spirited, that Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds movie. Which I'm is- so excited about that. That most recent trailer is like dang good. Like, yes, all of yeah. the things in it made me it laugh, of- <laughs> music. It kind of gave me like, there's something about the, I don't know if it's a corporate modern setting. I'm getting like a Scrooged vibe. Yes, it but- is absolutely a Scrooged vibe. A, yeah. But I'm super excited to cover it. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I hope Ghost so of, that one. Ghost of Christmas Future looks like Ghost of Christmas Future. They didn't just cast a guy. So I'm excited about that. So mm-hmm. do your homework, y'all. And we hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving. And we are thankful for all of you sticking with us as we move further into year six of the show, which is crazy. That's crazy. Happy Thanksgiving! Bye!